Oh, what happened to the rest of my theme song, Drew? What did you do to it? What did you do? Drew, how dare you? Wait, what's that? You can throw it on the god mic. Say, talk, to, talk to us. What, what, what happened to the rest of my theme song? I couldn't hear it in the headphones. No, what's going on? I, I couldn't hear that either. Is the god mic not working? Uh, Geekscape is welcome to a brand new episode of Geekscape. We talk movies, video games, comic books. You guys have maybe been with us for 10 to 11 years. Um, and if you have, thank you. You know what to expect. If you're new to Geekscape, that's what we're going to be talking about. All that genre stuff. Movies, video games, comic books. Maybe we'll start getting into some board games because that's really getting into it. And I think I have a board game expert coming up in the next few weeks. Um, so we're just trying to scratch that itch that you guys like talking about and I like talking about, which is why I started the show. Um, this week is no different. We've got uh, TV's David Blue here. Oh, God. <laughs> We've got YouTube's Heidi Cox. And, uh, and uh, she's here with a brand new episode of Stuck in LeVar. It's her web series we've talked about on the show. We had her at the very beginning of the season, and now this is the end of the second season with episode 10, which you guys can find on the Dweeb Darling's YouTube channel. And uh, I have a nice producer credit on it. Um, I'm not going to, I mean, I know what I did. I helped you guys edit you the episode. A lot. And then I helped find the music for some of the episode. And the, yeah, but I mean, you've I, kind of. I put some glue together on it. You've helped me a lot with my writing. Sure. Of course. I, I, well, I, you've just contributed a lot. So. Okay. So uh, Geekscape is there for you guys to watch. You can watch season one, <laughs> season two. It's up there. And David is in the episode. Um, I am. <laughs> you are. Can't that was you one of the. That I, was you know what? When we had you come in at like four a.m. The Mason character's in the that? episode because I fought for him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Heidi was like, you know what? One of the decisions I've been wanting to make is this guy <laughs> cutting room floor. And I was yeah, like, she's like, she's lot. like, I know a good guy with Maya. We can have him replaced with a robot or something. <laughs> I mean, I, she was going to CGI all over. Oh, you. some of my best work has been cut out of movies and television. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? There's nothing like the true human experience, the interaction of a, you know, I, I'm not big on the CGI stuff. So uh, we, I fought for you. I do look better in CGI though. Well, there's always, I would love there's to always see season a three. CGI of David Blue. Patty, why are you on your phone? I'm, what I'm, you, I don't know what you're doing I'm right now. I'm talking about us. Well, let's talk about us with us. Oh, are you getting bossy? Well, oh, my God. This bossy. is, such, no, this is a life thing that just happened. This is literally what it's life in different generations of the world right now. Like, you talk to someone, and they're always on their phone. You're like, just let's experience life I'm with sorry. each other. No, I was just trying to promote. That's all. That's it's great. All good. No, we, we, had, we take I two commercial one... breaks here at Zen You're TV. Right. We You're can right. promote then. You're right. And, uh, and Drew promised to actually have my music not cut off. I'm kidding. Did you hear the cutoff, Drew? Just show me the nod of your head. No, the, the music. Okay. I guess it was in the headphones or something. Hey, man, it's fluid like a river. Uh, <laughs> I love you, buddy. Um, so talk to me. So this new episode is out. Yeah. Episode 10, season two. Season finale. Season finale for my geeks, the ones who are into movies, video games, comics. This is a, because you're the lead, and you wrote it, and yeah. you're, you're the showrunner. Like, this is a female-centric series, would you say? Or, like, yeah. what is the appeal for my you want, you massively want the male audience? You want the tagline? Go for it. Okay, it's a comedic series about a woman in search of a very important person. Okay, so I'm going to go throw it back at you. Um, <laughs> I want you to throw something that will appeal to my massively male audience. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of boobs in it. Like, there are in boobs this in episode. it. Yeah. <laughs> Viewership. <laughs> There are. There are. Yeah. I mean, not like full. Like there's no. not like, but there's cleavage. No, it's diff- different. It's a different guys, tube site. If you want to see some cleavage, right? But um, I know, there I am. you I'm know, I, I mean, like, oh, there's me and talk, Michael Jackson, which I'm really happy about. I know you were just here a couple of weeks, uh, months ago, but like, t- talk about the series and like what you think the boys will get out of it, because I got tons of boys. 
<laughs> they're like, we want to. David, if you want to, what, what, no, it's just, there's, absolutely a, can. there's a joke. And then what, a, say, a what? Joke. No, because of the poster punch. Never what? Mind. Continue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. For those of you viewing us on Zenit TV, you see the Michael Jackson poster behind Heidi, and you can only imagine what's going through David's mind. Nothing. Nothing. Continue as you were. <laughs> um, I think that maybe what would appeal, and you guys would have to tell me because you're you're both dudes, but sure. um, it, they're quirky girls that are like you know they're somewhat pleasant, but they're they're silly and they're nerdy and they love. Like, well, at least one of them loves things like Star Trek and LeVar Burton and I don't know, like. No, I'm just trying to get you to sell the show. <laughs> Remember at Comic-Con when you were promoting the show at the booth and mm-hmm. you were just like, let me promote the show. Like somebody come up and be like, what's this about? And I'd be like, blank, Yeah, blank, no, blank, you, blank, you blank, were blank. really good at it. I'm going to write your copy for you. Yeah, I think uh, that's Do you smart. have a PR I'm, person? Like, well, Stephanie technically is. Okay, do you have a new PR person? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephanie does some of the PR and then um, we have one other guy that does we don't have like a regular right. PR person just a so. nice piece of copy that it's like hey if like you want to sell the show like boom yeah this is what it is this is how it appeals to men and i think i do actually think that it was, you know how does it appeal to men well, you guys you are say. you are men so well, how does I, it appeal to you i like it because of the writing i like is the writing is good great. and it actually is fun and yes it has a star trek element because it's this woman who's searching for well, something within herself as she looks outwardly and kind of fixates on this character from her childhood, which is LeVar Burton. For yeah, reasons. who's, you and, know. And so, and so it, it's any kind of story that we would have. I mean, men have this story all over the place. You know, this is, I'm just going to get heady. I mean, this is like the Odyssey. This is one of those stories. We, we, we've always written these stories. I mean, Star Wars is these stories. These are all stories about men finding themselves. And they always look right. outwardly. And right. I say it a million times that you don't have the Star Wars trilogy in the most important scene in the Star Wars trilogy, after you have all the fantastical stuff and this and that, you don't have that movie mm-hmm. or that story at all without the scene of, it's a, no dialogue, it's the scene of Luke looking out at the stars, like or the twin sons of Tatooine. And you need that moment where we connect with him and it's silent and you understand what he wants. And what he wants is to be anywhere but there. And whether or not we're working a dead-end job or in school or in a household or this or that that we, we don't want to be in, you know, we all wanted to grow up and get out and prove ourselves and, and find out who we are. You don't have that in the prequels. That single scene in the prequels would have anchored it into something that was relatable. And instead, you just get a bunch of toys being sold, right? <laughs> like, 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 show me that scene. Like, show me the scene where ideally Obi Wan Kenobi has it, but they never identified him as the true protagonist of that mm-hmm. series. Uh, show me where Anakin has that in the prequels. You don't have that scene where it's like, I want this. Right, and we understand Luke. Even after whining about Tashi Station and Biggs went off to fight in the in this and that, like we actually see it. We actually have a moment with him where it's silent, it's visual. This is a really male-dominated field where we have this story where we all have to go out and hunt or gather and do all this I shit. Where we have to define ourselves, okay. and we define ourselves in contrast to achieving those things and then bringing them back. Right. Got this it. is a female version of it. Right. And I don't think those things are showcased enough. And so I would say, guys, it's exactly like the shit you would want to watch, except there's a lady in it. I mean, and I don't even really think about that because it's just... Storytelling. Well, well, storytelling and it's also therapeutic for me because it's just my... Like, I'm not a stalker. I don't stalk like celebrities, but there's an element to my life Why is David here? (laughs) (laughs) Why is TV's David Blue? His massive fame. (laughs) David Blue. I think you think I'm someone else. <laughs> well, David, for sure, if you want to defend the prequels, you can. Uh, no, I'm no, the prequels are horrible. <laughs> I mean, but, but you understand not... what, 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 I understand your point, but I don't know that it. I agree that everything has to be um, boiled down to a person's want to escape and find something new. I think that a lot of it's great... definition. 
It's well, need for definition. I understand that that's Luke's definition in the the original trilogy, which sure. is the good one. Um, <laughs> right. But I don't necessarily think that that needs to be translated to the prequels to make the prequels work. A lot of things need to be fixed for the prequels to work. Yes. But I think it's a different journey altogether. You know, like I don't think everything boils down to um, a need to escape and grow and explore. Uh, like Star is not Trek the thing. for me, it's, escape is like escape is not part of the language. It is. It is it's an attaining that I think is important. But he, well, the attaining I think can go to a lot of different images and a lot of different themes. Like Next Generation was huge for sure. me growing up. Like uh, my friends and I, that's what we. Can we high five? That's what we. Uh, that's there. what me and my friends connected over uh, when I was younger. And mm-hmm. and looking back as an adult on why we really connected to those themes, I think it's inclusion and the fact that yeah. mm-hmm. even though all they did was take all of the troubles of Earth and make it universal, whereas Earth is fine now. We just hate yeah. Klingons. <laughs> right. Um, other than that, though, it was about inclusion and about explore- exploration, yes, but more about um, solving the problems amongst themselves. And I think that that's what people connected to. It wasn't so much the need to get out and explore. It was a different theme. So I think every sci-fi has a different theme you can connect to. Dune is, you know, yeah. learning your own, what you're capable of and growing into your your own power or whatever. That's my quick but I think Boiling in that way, it's, it's not. <laughs> but in that way, it's not unlike Star Wars. Right? True. Like, yeah. But. But, but but when you're talking about Star Trek: The Next Generation, as a kid who grew up with comics and not so much Star Trek, like I immediately gravitate towards the team books, like the X Men and the Avengers, and mm-hmm. these, especially the X Men, because the X Men was all about diversity. It was all about this this this. Uh, these people who had been kind of subjugated in there and, and they've been oppressed and mm-hmm. the society saw them as other and they found a kinship in each other. And I also think about something like the Goonies. Yeah. Right? But you always have that character in the Goonies like Mikey who is trying to uh, to, to find a home. But right? what about something like Quantum Leap where yeah, he technically in the tagline he's trying to get home. But honestly what <laughs> right. he's doing is growing as a person sure. and kind of learning how history has okay, become Where is that is. in the prequels? Uh, where's Quantum Leap in the prequels? <laughs> no. Oh my god, that would be an amazing web series. <laughs> that would be awesome. Sam Beckett needs to fix the prequels. Geekscapist, <laughs> run with it. Run with it. I think this talking about is a lot. It is about obtaining, but I think it's also it's sort of being thrown into a situation where you're forced to find, like, figure out actually who you are and what you want. But but in those those stories, what you're looking for outwardly is like you had it all along. You know, right. the, the force is in you, and this and that, yeah. and like, like that is the message. Like, well, you, yeah. you, you, you had to leave home in order to find home. But she had to be quote abandoned by Megan in order to to really see more clearly and have an opportunity to to really look in the mirror. Yeah, Obi Wan has to die. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Can I be devil's <laughs> then, advocate though? First, you can say Jason whatever you want. This is, this is what we talk um, about here on Geekscape. But to be devil's advocate though, I don't. I. I I don't know your audience base. Hello, audience base. You nice do know to your you. audience base. Um, you know I mean, like, personally, I don't know who's actually You're in a Stargate right show. You know the audience base. But <laughs> I think that you don't need to make a, 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 a case for why these guys should watch it because I think that everyone's intelligent enough to watch something for the message, not because it's a guy attaining that message. So, like, sure. you know, Lucy taught me something, and that's – granted, I was looking at her boobs, but it wasn't just about that. So I think <laughs> with talking LeVar, I think it's the message is somebody trying to – chase something that they think will make them happy and in the journey finding happiness. Look at that. He's defining yeah, he my story did. better than I can. I'm telling you, Heidi. <laughs> that's exactly Heidi, what I, I do for Heidi, I'm not saying, <laughs> Heidi, I'm not saying that you, <laughs> no, I'm not awesome. saying that you need men. I'm just saying we're doing a pretty good job. Thanks, of, guys. So. What, would I, what would I do oh without Oh my God. What? I'm sweat? Sorry, somebody's what calling me outside. And just like that, my audience became even more male-centric <laughs> as the women turned it off. Wow. <laughs> I mean, so what, what do you play in all of this? David, talk about your your character when we when we first see you. Um, I am Megan's brother, Mason. 
who is a vet, but not in the pew pew way. In the uh, we have lasers now. Way. Um, <laughs> Are we in the future now? This is Starship. Did you like the the meow that we gave? Like when you put the cat in the car. You gotta watch episode eight. Wow, it's amazing to me that you thought that I, I just, paid so much attention that I noticed an eighty-yard meow. Every time How I watch that, I just laugh at the meow. I actually don't it remember. Took forever for us to find one that sounded right to me. And you know how many cats they had to choke to get the right meow? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Thirty cats died in the making of this was, web series. I Please went over there continue. and I was like, "What are you guys doing?" They're like ADR. They're swinging cats by their tails. And I'm like, <laughs> "What? Why? Why? They have a shotgun." No, but we gotta you gotta think about foley though, because a lot of foley nowadays, I always find it hilarious. They're like, we had to get a sound of somebody walking up to this house. And we did that by taking spaghetti and hitting a small person yeah. with it. You know, like, <laughs> it's always weird stuff. So I feel like a cat's meow would actually be like, we punched babies or something yeah, weird. Right. Babies but, punched us. Go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I'm, 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 I'm your brother. Um, okay. I'm a, I've, known, I've known Heidi since her childhood. Yes. Uh, we've been friends or more. Is it growing? You gotta watch I the don't know. Find out. Yeah, there's always been a little bit of an energy, I think, with them. But it like, she's a... not even aware of it until right. like she shuts the door and she goes, "I just had a fantasy about that guy, huh?" Like story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> huh. <laughs> but well, and it's also how like, many there's... geeks are gonna turn this off and be like, "I can still hear his voice." <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like this whole other guy that's like chasing her too, and she's like, "Oh, he's really nice," but I don't know why I don't ever call him back. And then right. he shows up, and it's like, "Oh, it's familiar," and it feels normal and it clicks somehow or maybe i don't know mm-hmm. like you have to watch and did you think of did you write it for david did you i wrote it for david? david yeah he looks a lot like megan too so i thought <laughs> it would be really funny well enough to enough like, enough to, play... megan, to be honest megan looks like you with a wig on <laughs> i get that a lot too okay. i'll take to that over what everyone's been saying these days which siblings. is that i look like ramsey bolton Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I well, you know that, what? Like, spoiler hey. alert: nobody said that until after the rape episode. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, um, but I'd prefer oh. Megan in a wig. <laughs> to okay. that. No. Megan's awesome. The funny thing is, is that they've still not met. Like, because you're never at events that she's at, and she's not never at events. Is she you're... real? She's. I've known her. I just thought she was CGI. She signed at the Geekscape. Best friends since we were 15 from church camp. That's who you told me that was. You told me that was Megan. I'm not sure the person in the Geekscape booth was actually Megan. Megan. She was there. He met Megan at Comic Con. Who you said was Megan. You could have come to Comic Con, but you didn't. I didn't. I haven't gone in the past couple years. Well, Geekscape is. Don't turn off Geekscape just because he said that anti Geekscape thing just now. I didn't say anti Geekscape. We'll be back. And we love our Comic Con. And we'll be there in 2017 at Geekscape. <laughs> I love Comic-Con. I know. Uh, Geekscape, we do have to take a break now, right? Uh, here at Zeno TV, we're going to have some spot breaks. We'll come right back. We'll talk about more uh, geek stuff, because we got Ramsey Bolt here in studio. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Oh, God. Hey, what's up, Geekscape? Hey, what's up, Geekscapers? We're back on Geekscape uh, with Patty Cox and David Blue. And um, hey, Drew, Drew, were you here that day that Jay counted me down, or was it you that counted me down? It was like five, four, three, four, five. Like he started just going back up, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. Wait, I don't know if your finger twitch. She would never do that to me. You would. You're untrustworthy. But that's what I like. I like that you keep me on my toes. Don't make fun of your engineers. Uh, the I'm whole not, show will go I'm downhill at that, that point. He is amazing. He just mutes me. It's like, why are these people talking? Where are the prompts coming from? Uh, Geekscapes, it might be better that way. Uh, Geekscapes, one thing we don't have this week, and one thing I love doing here at Geekscape because I can reward you guys, is uh, we don't have our... Uh, our loot crate. What? So I'm really sorry. Uh, guys, we only get the loot crates once a month. And even though I get like oh. the DX, the loot crate, the anime box, the game box, all that stuff. Uh, 
We don't have one this week, but you can still go to lootcrate.com slash geekscape. Put the promo code geekscape in on checkout. You'll get a discount for your subscription. We love those guys, so please support Geekscape, support the show, and support Loot Crate and uh, the filling of your room with a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's uh, what I need. I need <laughs> so more stuff. I know. I'm gonna, uh, Kenny, if you're listening, my usual co-host Kenny Craig is still out. Uh, we're going to drive up to Santa Clarita and deliver you a bunch of toys and stuff, so Kenny, what? be ready for that. Kenny, uh, we hashtag love you. We hashtag love you, buddy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Kenny's father is... You per- wouldn't understand it. I've actually been... Expl- uh, I talked to Kenny, and Kenny just said, hey, you're going to have to tell you when I can come back to Geekscape because his father's having some health issues, and Aww. his father drives him. And I said, hey, Kenny... Kenny's paraplegic. And I said, Kenny, uh, why don't you do one of these, like, ride van things, these, pa- you know, para- paratransits. Para- and he said that the year that he did paratransit was the worst fucking year of his life because the, guy, cause the person... You had to schedule when they would pick you back up. So if you went to like a party, it's like you needed to know when you were leaving. Oh, that's bullshit. And stuff like that. And then they were always late. And um, there what? are so. like I feel like there are Ubers and Lyfts that have that sort of access. But uh, like, I, I I think the solution is hover jets on Kenny's wheelchair or a I'm transporter of some kind. Kenny, we're working on it. We've got the army of geeks looking for it. And uh, those of you guys who are engineers, like help Kenny out. I, I I thought that a catapult system would work <laughs> in a conjunction with different trampolines placed between here and Santa Clarita. But I, I played that video game. We're working on it. Which one? The one you're describing. Oh, it, yeah. We, well, we, we played that game as kids. We had a trampoline in a pool and we would pull the trampoline between the pool and the roof and we would jump off the roof onto the trampoline into the pool. And Every time you did it... Are you serious? Yeah, oh, my God. The, the, the fact that I'm alive is... <laughs> is oh, my God. The fact that I'm alive is a Who miracle. Who broke what first? Okay, so I never, I've never broken a bone in my body. I've, I've obviously torn my ACL twice, but that was basketball. Obviously. Uh, I, the Geekscapers who've listened know about it. But uh, the problem with playing the jumping from the roof onto the trampoline into the pool game is every subsequent trip, you're getting more and more soaked. And wet, and the trampoline is getting a lot more slippery. Oh no! As are your feet. As are the things you're using to climb to the roof. That's terrifying. <laughs> How the hell so did we you not? So we're My brother Paul, and there's no fucking surprise. He ended up on WWE, and my brother's doing this shit as an eight-year-old. Uh, <laughs> so my brother, and I'll just throw him a quick plug. If you guys like watching uh, Lucha Underground on El Rey Network, yes, I've been getting emails and tweets. My brother is in season three. Uh, and you guys may not know this, but if you're a big wrestling fan, uh, he's actually been part of the show since season two. Now he's not behind the scenes. He's wrestling. So enjoy. Uh, those of you guys who watch Lucha Underground, we have a lot of wrestling fans in our audience. Wrestling is, is totally real, right? <laughs> well, it is when it is when, when when my brother does it for his like 12th birthday and John O'Foreman breaks his fucking arm oh, <laughs> because God. he flies off the trampoline and doesn't oh, make the pool. <laughs> Party's over. <laughs> I just remember him. I just remember seeing the physics as like a fourteen-year-old and being like, "Oh, he didn't leave the roof right, so we'll see." I think he can still make the nope. He's not gonna make the pool. And then he just boom. He got close to hit the pool, which which may be worse than just landing on the grass, right? Because there's grass. Every pool has like a walkway around it, a concrete walkway. You don't want to hit that. And and worse than the concrete walkway is hitting the edge of the pool, which is like falling on the edge of a table, right? So we were all really excited for him to make the pool. We thought he could make the pool. He was. You were sending him energy. He was spinning. He was spinning. 
he his body was spinning his legs were going sideways <laughs> he he was spinning like the fucking blade on crawl being thrown across the screen like he was spinning and we thought his head was going to crack the edge of the pool it, he landed on like his arm his legs ended up in the pool his arm ended up on the edge of the pool not a good angle he slipped he slipped into the pool we got him out of the pool, but we did not pull this him. That's why I'm terrified of being a parent someday, because I, I know how I kids are just trying to that. kill oh, themselves. There's all no the time. reason we should be alive right now. The, the shit. We oh did, yeah, totally. In those, in the neighbor, like, like the, like our neighbor's mom, who would see us climb up on the roof and call our parents. We were like, she's such a bitch. No, you are a savior. Yeah. You saved our lives multiple times, and we couldn't appreciate it. Because we just thought you were ruining our fun. I'm the youngest of three boys, and I, and I don't know how this day my parents just don't think we were trying to kill ourselves all the time. And each other. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And each other. I shoved a curtain rod down my throat. <laughs> oh, that's Be- right. Because my two older brothers were uh were trying Wait, to why'd you do it to yourself well he well to be like the quick story is they were they were shooting marbles out of a curtain rod and i walked in the youngest of the three and i was like i want to do this and they went well if you do it you have to do it like we're doing it put your hands here and i went okay but i was way smaller than them sure so it the 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 pure length of the rod and the length of my arms did yeah, not match no. but rather than realize that at this young age i tried and just shoved it right into my throat holy shit that's why he hates oatmeal uh, yep true you hate oatmeal uh, do you remember I had to eat it for a month <laughs> he listened to the podcast that I, did. I did with I you to, yeah oh, and he talks about how he hates oatmeal and then at the sci-fi cafe i thought that was like the consistency thing no well i had to eat it for a month with that consistency in their mouth i only I ate like it for a month oatmeal. so i hated it and then that's why it was hilarious that uh sci-fi cafe named that that was my meal eli's oatmeal yeah so you had a character on uh stargate universe indeed and we went to comic-con one year and i remember like when they is that when they changed it to Sifi? <laughs> when they changed the spelling? It was during our show that it became Sifi. And so uh, you go into this place and they have character named, like, themed. And Eric Francisco, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, our Geekscapist, remember we met at the Sci Fi Lounge with Blake Harris three years ago at Comic Con, and that's where he started writing for David Geekscape. thinks that we met at the Sci Fi Cafe three years ago. You and, that's what I remember. We may have been the next it. table over. Eric Francisco and I may have been the next table over. So that year you had. Uh, your themed meal, and it was the one of your least favorite meals of all. Oh time. yeah, all my friends, you know, Lou Diamond flapjacks. Yeah, hey, that's wait, awesome. Pancakes really named... are great. And I was like, what did I get? Eli's oatmeal. But wait, I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> Why was it Lou Diamond flapjacks? I mean, wouldn't it be named after his character? I don't know. Who did Lou Diamond? Because he's that famous. Play on uh... Uh, Colonel Telford. He was a recurring on our it's heavy like recurring show. on our show on Stargate Universe. And he got his own. He Everyone got, got really flapjacks. cool stuff. And like, it wouldn't was bother Robert, me is that did Robert flipping... Carlyle get a, a I meal? think he did. his? I don't remember. I have the menu tough. in storage somewhere. Okay. Because um, I stole one because I don't care. No, you should. Um, no, but I, I was flipping through. If you're, on, if you're on the menu, you get the menu. But right. that's what pisses me off. I'm flipping through cafe. and I'm like, oh, look at you with an entree. Look at you with flapjacks. Where am I? And I'm like at the back right corner <laughs> in like the accessories, like right. the side items. Eli's oatmeal. I'm Which like, is so funny to me. Who did I piss off at sci-fi? That's so funny to me wow. because your character was like the everyman. Like he was... And oatmeal is an every good... It's a very good breakfast for any kind of occasion. A lot of iron. Who would Comic-Con really good for you. ate oatmeal? On vacation... Nobody. You could ordering been, oatmeal. Nobody, but People you could have iron. You know what? You could have been the napkins. You could have been like, we're going to use this face I to I might have preferred that because uh-huh. I'm going to be on everyone's mouth. What? I don't, sorry. <laughs> well, you were in everybody's mouth to eat the fucking oatmeal. <laughs> like, like Wilford Brimley, when yeah, he came to Comic-Con, exactly. he'd have been like, I like the oatmeal. Cut to 20 years from now, <laughs> yeah. I'm like the spokesman for Quaker Oats. You should do it. You should do it. Do it. Great. Um, and retirement, well, I'm for sorry. some reason. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sure, I'm sure better things came out of Stargate Universe, didn't they? Like, like did better things come out of it? Like, how was your experience on the show? How long oh, I'm extremely proud of the show. Yeah, the how, show is fantastic. I loved it. I was a huge Stargate fan before I ever got cast. I watched all of them before I had even auditioned for the show. Uh-huh. Um, so I was a resident Stargate nerd on the show. But I'm very proud of what we did and every 
every episode and the the actors and the storylines. It was a blast. It's it, on Amazon. You can watch it. And I'd always oh, wanted to go to Cam uh, Can. That's a weird Cam- accent. Cam- that just happened for no yeah. reason. And I had a stroke. Um, I'd always wanted to go to <laughs> Comic Con. His face is sliding off. But uh, I, I didn't. I couldn't afford it when I first moved to LA, right. and then I never had the time after. So my first Comic Con was when we were premiering Stargate, which was like the coolest experience ever to like have a booth that's awesome. and, you and got do a, VIP. a panel in Hall H yeah. your first time at Comic Con. That's well, amazing. You can always go back, David. I have been back. He's been I, back a lot. I, I went six years in a row. I just haven't gone the past sure. couple of years. Well, if you need a place to stay, you can always crash with me. You can oh, always, thank you. I, well, I, 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 how you doing? <laughs> hey, how you doing? But you're gonna have to. Pay. He was supposed to be like I asked you to be on our panel, but he couldn't go this time. No, I haven't. Why do you hate Sock Lavar? Um, well, Geekscape is you shall be watching it, but why do you hate it? No, I don't at all. The episode where I wouldn't come back on it if I if I hated it. No, no, the episode where we meet Mason actually did. Um, second best of the whole season. That's just because my parents watched it the like a musical... hundred times. <laughs> Whatever. He's I, working again. I'll take it. <laughs> no, the, the musical's How the one that's done. How much they pay you for it, Cry? The Cry. musical's the one with the most views because it uh-huh. was the first episode and everyone loves that one. But yours is the one with the second highest views. Despite me. That's nice. No, no hey, it's because they like love that. you. People don't love you. Don't be like that. Oh my God. You're really this has become it. therapy. What's happening? We showed, it, this. We showed it in his one of his um, film I taught a film class I showed the episode. And I was like, don't do this. <laughs> you see these things he's making? Those are the opposite of acting I was like, choices. you know what? I, I, I was going to have him replaced by a robot, and now I'm... Shit, it was a pretty cool robot. It yeah. was a pretty... I would totally cool... love to be replaced by a robot. Well, uh, all in time. You know, the apocalypse you is coming. You just upload your... Well, yeah, because they, they can make it look however you want it to look. You just voice the voice of the character, or probably in shape. No, it'd probably be a fat robot. Damn it. <laughs> well, hey, don't be like that. Why um, would it be a fat robot? Why would it because be... just, that's, just, that's just my luck. What if it was like, just a robot that thought it was fat? So the luck. one print ad I ever did modeling for was like for... Uh, a schizophrenic medicine. Get the hell out of here, yeah. really? The one, like, it's, it's this weird, like, Dave Blue Luck thing where I'm it's like sorry. always, like, I had, I, I had like, one commercial that I went in for. It's a medication ad, but it's herbs. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joey. I'm Joey, essentially, like, with the. Yeah, with the, the oh, and friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Series Regular, but my very first <laughs> commercial that I booked in Los Angeles required me to wear a box on my head. So Wait, really? What was it for? Box heads? A bank. What? what? It was for a bank. Well, my first commercial, they didn't That would air. never get me to go in a bank. <laughs> I got cut out of my first movie I ever booked. What was that? It was a horror movie called oh, yeah. Cold well, Reality. Cold Reality? Cold Reality? Dark Reality, Cold well, Reality. Life is hard, guys. <laughs> well, they changed the name. That, like, They told me as I was on my way to the premiere. They're like, hey, by the way, we had to cut your whole character. Do I still need to be here? It's like Christopher Lee. When Christopher Lee got cut out of... Uh, Return of the King, he didn't go to the premiere. He said, why would I come? Yeah, you this? should be warned. You should be warned. You know? I was just watching Master of None because I've been living in a hotel for a little uh-huh. bit. And I've been watching a lot of Netflix and catching up. And I watched Master of None and that happens to Aziz. And I felt for him. I oh, felt really? for him. Yeah. I haven't finished Spoiler watching Spoiler alert. Hmm. Sorry. Hashtag life is hard. <laughs> acting is. is No, acting is weird. That's what it is. Acting it's not is that weird. life is hard. Acting it's is just weird. not That's difficult. What, you just have to make your own stuff. Then you feel fulfilled. Like you did. Yeah. And you do too. You do your podcast. I do. You have I have produced that, quite a few things. Yeah. I have written and directed a few things and uh, yeah, podcast he's, out of the blue on he's iTunes. In, he's in America's movie, The Concessionaires Must Die. When is that coming out? It's a good question. Great I think it's going question. to festivals this year, I think. I saw America about three weeks ago. And the first thing I asked her was, when is your damn movie coming out? Yeah. <laughs> she gets that for me every time we text. So she kind of stopped responding to me. Yeah, but you're doing it as a needy actor. I'm doing it as a supportive friend. <laughs> Ah, true. But I'm also a producer. You're like, when do, movie, you're so like, it's also that. Yes. It's yeah, also yeah. That. You're invested in it. It's thing. like, when am I going to see anything? When am I, I just say? want to see the movie so we can promote it. I said, I America, when you, when well, you the trailer the is out, out. And it was on Fandango as well. I, I know it was. I watched the trailer. Twas. Twas on Fandango. I watched Fandango. you in the trailer. Oh, sorry. 
But no, it's you guys. It's like Empire Records with a movie theater. Well done. Yep. That's you how I always describe it as well. Save yeah. your movie theater. That's how I always describe it as well. And I am the um, the uh, Renee Zellweger character. I'll take it. Cool. You are a friend with the. No, I just try to sleep with. I don't even know where I'm well, I hope it comes out this, <laughs> this year. I mean, if it comes out this year, I mean, if it, whenever it comes well, out, you, the, way that, the way that independent film works is, you know, it goes to a festival, and then if the festival is successful, then maybe that'll be picked up by a distributor, and then it'll come out. So it's, it's supposed to go to festivals, I think, this year, and then if someone picks it up, I'm assuming the earliest it would come out is beginning of next year. Sure. But but I don't don't quote me on that. But for now, if you want to see David Blue, you can watch Stalking Lavar. You can you, you can, can watch Stalking Lavar. He's Levar. a leading man in it. You are. Yeah. And so what's going to happen you are. Like, going You're like forward? A, sorry. With what? Oh, I'm sorry, lady. Uh, no, uh, so, no, I just so, I yelled really loud. So, Heidi, like, uh, this is the end of season two. You're going to have, like, season three, season four, season five. Like, what are you doing next? Um, I think you know what we're doing next. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> so, now, that, now that I have a producer credit. That was a nice transition. Well, I'm no, just trying to throw it at you. So um, I think what I've decided to do um, is uh, instead of doing an entire, like, third season, we're going to produce a short film that we can take to festivals. And hopefully co-written with, sure. with you and well, directed by else. you, Jonathan London. That'd be fun. Since you said last week that you wanted to direct something. <laughs> Congratulations. I directed something over the weekend. I directed the my favorite band, Geekscapist. You know they've, uh, that Dr. Frank's been on the show. But my favorite band since I was in high school, the Mr. T Experience. Have a new album coming out October 4th. King Dork, approximately. It's tied in with Dr. Frank's book. If you guys go to the bookstore and or Amazon, you order uh, King Dork, approximately, you will get a copy of the album that comes out October 4th. And I, uh, Frank and I have been talking for years about doing a video, and this is their first album in 12 years. So when wow. I caught wind of it, I said, Frank, it's time for us to do the video. And he's like, we have no money, Jonathan. I said, I'm paying for it, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, nice. I put my money where my mouth was, and I said, hey, dude, this is me uh, contributing to the last 20 years of your music contributing to me. So uh, I'm paid for the video, and we shot it this past weekend, and it's fun. And um, I think the video is going to come out October 4th with the album. And um, I'm excited because they're, they're touring again, and they're making music again. And um, it's not often that somebody you really respect. And guys, look up the Mr. T experience, look up Dr. Frank, because uh, they make music that really in high school when I was a single geek, like, of course I'm going to gravitate towards a band whose most popular song is even Hitler had a girlfriend, so why can't I? Like, it's music for us. And um, and it was very important to me, and it was, I think, integral to my storytelling and my voice, and it was great to be a part of it this past weekend, so look for that. And it goes back to what Heidi and David are saying. At the end of the day, make your own stuff. Mm-hmm. And just put it out there. We are going to stop for one last uh, Zena TV spot break, and we'll be back here to wrap up Geekscape. Hang with us. The system is down. <laughs> the system is down. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? We're back here on Geekscape, and um, I was looking for a piece of information. There it is in my inbox. Uh, if you guys are going to Toronto for the film festival this coming weekend, my friend Hope Dixon Leach is she's uh, pr- promoting and uh, she's premiering her first feature film, uh, The Leveling, and it looks amazing. I, the, I just got a press release for it. And it's kind of cool when you get press releases for your friend's films, uh, but Ellie Kendrick is in it. She's from Game of Thrones, and if you guys go to... I think we're going to post it to the website, but if you guys are in Toronto at the film festival, go see The Leveling and, and promote Hope's movie. Uh, to tie it into Geekscape, Hope is the person who introduced me to Alexander Philippe, who put me in The People vs. George Lucas, and then we uh, co-produced uh, Doc of the Dead for, 
And none of that would have happened without Hope. So now that Hope is premiering her movie at uh, TIFF, you guys should go and support it. I like Doc of the Dead. I do. It's good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I liked you. it. I like it too. Um, and uh, Alexander, I saw at Comic-Con, and he's working on a new movie um, about the shower scene in Psycho. I, I, and I asked him, I was like, dude, I don't know how you do an hour and a half documentary on just the shower scene in Psycho. But I guess um, there's that Shining documentary and that breaks down the Shining and this and that and all the... So we'll see. If anybody can do it, I'm going to say that Alexander can do it. And that was the leveling right there. Um, and I also, Geekscape, is, I'm not going to be here next week, and I hate to tell you, but we're going to skip a week. I, don't be like that, Drew. Maybe it's the week that the loot crate comes. And if it does, guys, I'll bring the loot crate the following week. <laughs> but next week I'll be in Vermont. I received the Stowe Fellowship from the Page Awards. So uh, cool. it's pretty awesome. Uh, so I'm flying to Vermont to spend a week in Stowe uh, working on my writing. Where it's writing. quiet. And it's going to be very quiet. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be isolated. And if you never hear from me again, um, you can start your own like Twin Peaks episode. And come looking for me, or I don't know, any of those series where somebody goes to like a remote mountain town and is like, this is the last place we saw him. And there's like pictures of me on the fucking diner, but oh like God. there's a secret and you know the sheriff knows. You know that shit? And like the local, like, like the only person who liked me was like the woman who worked at the diner, but like she has to keep secret. You know what I'm talking about? Like that's the plot line. And there's a dude like in the background, he's chopping wood and you know he knows something, but he can't know something. You know what I mean? Or it's more like Secret Window. It could be like Secret Window. It, you know, it, and, and just know that if I don't come back, Something Start happened. your search in Stowe, Vermont, in the mountain town, and the, in, I don't know where the trail will take you. Well, I'll find out where the trail will take me because it'll end. Like I've seen enough horror movies to know that if a friend of mine goes disappearing in a mountain town, that friend is gone forever. Are we friends? Too? I'm not finding that friend. No, yeah, I'm going to be like Sandra Bullock in the fucking... <laughs> I don't like <laughs> in the Vanishing. Oh, like, God, that movie. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye like, forever. Oh, my God, where she just goes and gets Yeah, so Geekscape is just know that's going back. down. I am absolutely honored to get the award. Uh, spend a week in Vermont and get chopped up, but no. <laughs> that is why I won't be here next week and no maybe not that. the week yay after. Yeah. You to so, the other. What's that? Yeah, you to the other thing, not the chopped yes, up. Yes, I'm very excited. Awesome. And my manager. You're super, also yeah. a finalist on the Page Awards, right? I, I am now. I guess it's. That's um, amazing. We'll find out. So that's so great. I wrote the script and people <laughs> like it, so I'm excited <laughs> to have people like my stuff because I worked hard on it. All right, back to geek stuff. <laughs> Geekscapus. That was it. Um, it. What you need to do, though, is forget all that foolishness and uh, go to the Dewey Darling's YouTube account and watch the season, uh, the season finale of Stark and Lavar. Like That's what you need or to do. Or the whole season if you haven't. Or, or the whole season or, one and two. Yeah, you know, if you haven't seen Just that. like Chris Gore is going to do. He better. He was on the show last week talking some game, and he's like, I love it. And I'm like, what? Like, And you, you tell know. me he hasn't seen it. Uh, he's seen the first season. Okay. But not the second. And he was in here last week. I'm telling you right now. He was in here last week yeah. talking about how much he loved. Which is Stock very sweet. Bar. That's very sweet. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I think dishonesty and uh, <laughs> insincerity is nothing if not endearing. Meh. I'll never have him on the show again. And you know what? Do not oh. say film threat. Burn it to the ground. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, do- I'm donating this film Jonathan, threat. that's ridiculous. I won't be Come like on. that. I Come won't on. be like that. I love you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Chris? Mm, no. Blue? He's a little weird. No. But I love him. I know the name. But so are all of Who us. isn't weird? Right? We, love, we love Chris. Chris when promised me he's community. gonna watch it. Okay. He when did. I meet somebody weird now, I'm it just is, like, yeah. meh. Who isn't weird? Right. You live in L.A. Everyone knows. I live in L.A. Yeah. It's a freak show. All right. It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's like the beginning of Lost Boys. You know, remember that montage at the beginning of Lost Boys where they're playing everything straight. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh shit, this place is weird. Dude on the saxophone, weird. 
yet makes sense <laughs> in the world. Vampires. There was someone, what was it, standing in the street that we saw today, and I was like, what's going on? And you were like, crazy. <laughs> I go, oh, it's just crazy, dude. It's just crazy guy. Actually, it was it was here on the corner. We were walking to the studio in the corner here outside of Zena TV. Uh, and Drew, I got to ask you guys, like, you guys see some weird shit here working at Zena TV because you guys do some shows that go up to like midnight, right? Midnight, 2 a.m. You guys oh, sometimes wow. do shows. I don't know how late you guys do shows here. Check not the you. schedule. She's but like, not me. When you, if you're a girl, then like Don't, you can't yeah. play that game. Nope. Uh, guys, <laughs> Hollywood is a freak show, mm-hmm. and I can't hack Hollywood, man. Like people walking around in weird. It's like a fucking circus, but one of the ones from the Rob Zombie movie. But it was just <laughs> like, funny. Not it a was, good circus. It was just funny what you said because I was like, "What's oh. happening?" You're like crazy. <laughs> Some dude was standing about three feet off because the curb, crazy, yelling at cars, and he did not want to cross the street. He yeah. crossed the street a long time ago, and he ain't coming back. Yeah, <laughs> some people just get mad. You know, it's hard to tell if they're doing scene study or if they're crazy. You know what? Life. That drives me crazy too, you <laughs> damn true. actors. I went into Sorry. a Dos Burritos restaurant to get my pozole as a nice Mexican boy, and this is years ago. And I was sitting in there eating my food with a friend, and it was on Santa Monica, right there, mm-hmm. the Santa Monica Gateway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's so many damn theaters there mm-hmm. that these, oh, right, that yeah. all these actors come in mm-hmm. and they're throwing lines to each other, mm-hmm. but they got to be off book, so you don't actually see the books. So it just looks like they're talking to each other in weird character. Uh, I thought I'd gone to a damn nut house. See, anywhere you go nowadays, other than LA, I always play this game: Are you are you crazy homeless or are you on your Bluetooth? It's hard to tell. Oh right, they look right. the same. Yeah, yeah. But in LA, you add a third option: is or are you rehearsing a scene? Mm-hmm. It's but one you of went to school three. in Florida. There's probably all sorts of shit like that. Well, that I mean, in all of my travels, I feel like that's that's you everywhere. Travels. But like when I when I waited tables uh, years ago, somebody came. Up, I one of the people I was waiting on was like, "Hello, I would like this, please." But like terrible. <laughs> like that was even remotely good. And at the end of the meal, I was just like, "Okay, dude, whatever." And at the end of the meal, he's like, "Okay, hi, uh, uh, my name's Jonathan. I, I was actually just uh, practicing an accent. My my acting <laughs> teacher wanted me to use it for a day, and I just." He hadn't tipped me yet, so I didn't have the heart to go, well, you're terrible at it. And you broke um, fucking character. And you broke character. So <laughs> congratulations on sucking at both. Yeah. I'm a spy for your acting <laughs> yeah. teacher. F for you. Yeah. So you were like, well, let me play the role that, I w- that I'm currently yeah. playing. And I'm spitting in your food. Yeah. Enjoy Well, this. I do that all the time. <laughs> well, well, where would you, I mean, what was that like? Because the whole acting thing and then like waiting tables or working... Like I in I've had so many service jobs. industries, it's I can't deal everything with that from stuff. waiting to bartending to bartending in nightclubs to delivering pizzas to bus I've never boy. done that. I've never delivered pizzas. No yeah. fluffer. Hmm? Oh what? No, the fluff down. The fluff down I have done, but I <laughs> didn't get paid for either. it. The fluff down, um, which is the new Netflix. <laughs> I did not. Series. I did not get paid for it. Uh, I, I feel like it had its own inherent rewards. So I had to wait for them and earn them, but I, I feel like they came all at once. Anyway, that was almost <laughs> a David Blue joke. Nice. <laughs> that was. That's wow. Hey man. I'm channeling. It, it reminded David... me of my friend Chantal on my podcast when she came on and she said something about a well of dicks. And I'm like, that is that is a really interesting... I'm still to this day, I'm obsessed it's with like it. The porn if you fall of down ring. a well of dicks, it's the most terrifying thing you can imagine because not only do you hit all the dicks on the way down, oh but God. how do you get out? You have to make them uh, enough to be able to climb, yeah. which means you're slowly... You have to make them hard. <laughs> That's, that's yeah. the worst but thing. But if you do I've it too much, today. Yeah, but if you do it, but if you do it too much, you slip you all the way back down. down. Yeah. Well, then you're also it's hurting. Like, yeah. That that would. A well I would think that would Are you be cutting painful. time off because you don't empathy. want to hear about this anymore. My nightmare is a well of dicks. <laughs> She's like, we got five minutes left. That's no, it? let's make it wow. three. You're talking about a well of dicks. <laughs> uh, by the way, my band's new album comes out next month. Find us online. It's Well of Dicks. Do you have a band? Do you play music? I, I sing, but I don't play music. No. You're, you have a degree in musical theater. I do. And acting. But Why'd you do that? 
<laughs> Why'd I do that? Because I used to sing. I used to sing and dance. I don't anymore. And you were into it. Yeah. Well, actually, it's part Why of the reason I'm not shy anymore. When I was look, uh, the only the only friends I had were my Magic: The Gathering playing Star Trek Next Generation mm-hmm. convention going friends, and I used to run a BBS kind of oh, days. Um, I totally had a BBS. You did. Got to play that fucking what was Drug Wars. Uh, I don't know. It was in Austin, and I just remember. Uh, what uh, what what system did you run? Oh, I well, there's no dude. I'm four years older than you. There's no fucking way I I remember that. But it was like on my it was like on my 486, and I'd have people fucking nice. call up, and I'd be like, "Do you have Commander Keen? I'm looking for Commander Keen." <laughs> like all nice. those Apogee games. That's the thing that a lot of people don't understand them. about running BBSs because they're like, "Why'd you do it?" Because instead of having to, to win go drug to wars. other BBSs, well, that too. No, Lord and Usurper for me. Okay. But rather than have to go and find things, I would just turn my computer on and people would bring them to me. Sure. <laughs> just yes. bring me files and bring me message boards and bring me I wanted, games. I wanted all those Apogee games. Uh, what were all the other hot shareware games? Did you ever play Lore? That was the best one that I think was very underrated because it was an ASCII, uh, or ASCII, whatever you yeah. want to pronounce it, uh, based game. Instead of just text, you could actually move See, a character graphics, around. Yeah. It was so, like, that was advanced back then. It was amazing. Totally. You have no idea. You know, I you wish. Know the I may know what it is. Legend of the Red Dragon. Right. I may know what it is, but I didn't. I remember the uh, getting called. I remember my dad getting a phone call because the thing is, it's all based on your phone <laughs> number, right? So you're actually dialing people's modems, and they have your phone number. Oh, my parents were cool enough to let me get my own private line for what? my BBS. What? Oh my Mine god, you're not. the coolest. Because we got a phone call one day. It was like, hey, you know, your son dialed our BBS to download pictures of <gasps> ladies. No. And I, and my dad was like, yeah, let's have a talk about this. I guess it's time for the birds and the bees. And that, what's more appropriate? You don't need it at that point. Well, what's more appropriate for the? Uh, You've been looking at the birds. Yeah. And bees. <laughs> what's more appropriate to like the Geekscape is that like the host of your show would first like pursue that stuff through a fucking bbs like nope not porno magazines not like going and trying to unscramble the cinemax like i was like no i'm actually going to go through a computer yeah. to find the, the ladies but let's be honest nowadays people have way the, the kids nowadays who are old enough well to tinder's just it, a bbs you can just point. go online and type in any weird fetish you have and then boom you can find that porn yeah. right. like a long time ago well a long time ago you had to go to a store and buy it and that's embarrassing but uh or, in the make, BBS it your, or days, make it yourself you had to like wait for someone you to upload it or download it you you download a jpeg and an hour and a half later you'd have a photo <laughs> maybe that you mm-hmm. hope was what it was named mm-hmm. you hope you're like oh boobs.jpg and you get it and you're like that's 18 penises damn it <laughs> and it had know. to work it had to work that's a it well of dicks that is a well of dicks yeah. so this so this so this dude spoiled my game and called up and was like Terrifying. just to let you guys know uh, oh my god if my parents a... would have gotten a call about what i was doing on my bbs i would i would be dead right now. No, you they, would not. No, you, you'd be fine. Like, yeah, they, they, my parents were like, "Good, at least he's not going to go into musical theater." I, <laughs> <laughs> we're raising a straight male. I, I was, I was, I'm I was kidding. underage, and I had, a, I had a wealth of of not appropriate photos on my hard drive that wow. probably totally. I should not have had at that nice. age. Totally. Nice. Um, well, Geekscape is if you want to see more boobs, this new Stock and Lavar season finale what? has lots what of. The- but the, we said earlier in the show, cleavage. it's a callback. There's cleavage. Yeah, There's cleavage. True. I'm sorry, and I ruined your joke. No, no, no. The, the, I, I'll sacrifice the joke for the knowledge. Geekscapers, <laughs> go to the Dweeb Darlings YouTube channel. I'm a producer on the show now. And uh, check out the episode that has some cleavage in it. Yeah. But is also about one person's journey to that's, find herself. That's how you could change a tagline if you're talking to like misogynistic men who like don't want to watch a woman-centric show. Right. Just say, a girl with boobs discovers herself. And David Blue is in it. <laughs> Hundreds of. And no, that'll get him more the way. And one and more boo. And, and Cass Ambar. <laughs> one more boo. And Cass is in it. Yeah, Cass also. Who's been on Geekscapist. Cass yeah, also been on has been at the, on, like, on the wall of the Sci-Fi Cafe and in the menu. Yes. As well. 
then you so, guys know him from Assassin's Creed. And I just met him for the first the time at uh, Wonder. Oh. Did he try and stab you with his plastic wristband? No, no. Did he do that to you? <laughs> he has an Multiple Assassin's times. Creed like wrist Please thing and he's like where is it I'm like oh just in signing. case somebody follows you to your car at night huh. <laughs> that's terrifying and then you guys are on Twitter right like you, what's your Twitter um, I'm at Ms. M.S. Heidi Cox and okay. also Dweeb Darlings we have one for that's that that's a good too. Twitter mm-hmm. mine's easy okay. it's just at David Blue okay it's a combination of satirical comments and things about bacon you oh, do tweet a lot about bacon <laughs> I thought you were like mine's just a David Blue and it's he... a combination of my name yeah and he won't re- he yeah. won't reply to you, so don't try to. Tweet I do him. reply. No. Just not all the What's time. If you have a check mark, maybe. He'll oh, reply. you want to know why? It's I have a check mark on Instagram. Does when that you... count? <laughs> I don't. I don't think. But you have um, one on Twitter. I have Can one on trade? Snapchat, but it's weird because that's weird. That's like weird. Oh, it's really strange. That's yeah, cool. we don't, don't want to do it's, what it's everybody like else is symbol. doing. Um, on Twitter, it was because during the show, because I've always loved being interactive on Twitter, and I have a decent well, not anymore, but had a decent number of followers. And I found that you can't reply to everyone all the time because without fail, if somebody Especially is like, your friends. if somebody, if you reply to somebody every day for three weeks, the next person you don't reply to will just be mad that you didn't reply. So I, I oh God, then there it is. There's well, there's David. David. Oh man, my first thing is making fun of trolls. Great. Yeah, it's kind of weird find... that all internet shows skip the same year of middle school English. That's funny. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, did you? But, um, did you, pin re- that? you should pin that one. I try to reply uh, as as often as possible. Just but reply to your friends. Also, damn it! I, there's too much social media. Sometimes I like to like like Sean Penn in Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Every once in a while, mm-hmm. I like to look, look look at the damn cat. Just look <laughs> at it. Just look at it. Sure. Uh, the internet is not, if not, looking for pussies. Anyway. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. Hey. Damn. Geekscape is, you know what just went well down. Done. Well done. Uh, you've been listening to me long enough. Oh, like uh, sex. I get it. Guys, <laughs> I will be back in two weeks. Oh, she's what? Oh, there's you. Oh, there Miss I am. Heidi Cox. Oh, yeah, there's you. Oh, and there's you and Cass. And Cass. <laughs> oh, and there was and there's the episode. Look, yeah, there's the episode. There it is. So about. the episode is up. Look, and there's a picture I took of, of you and Doug. What? Oh, yeah, I love Doug. Doug. Yeah, you guys both know Doug. Doug both Jones? Of, both of you. Everyone and now knows I Doug do Jones. You do. Doug yeah, Jones the nicest person I in the world. I introduced you to Doug. You sure did. He's such a sweet guy. Um, my sweet little guy. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Geekscapist, you know where to find us. You'll find me in two weeks here at uh, Zena TV for another episode of Geekscape. I think I've got my guests, but I'm going to check with them. Uh, and also, uh, we're at Geekscape.net, Geekscape on Facebook, Geekscape on Twitter, all that stuff. Search for us. Find us. Uh, and again, if I'm not back in two weeks come up to the mountain town and start exploring you know that's how good stories happen and it's fine i'm going up there to pursue a good story so why not make mm. you a part of it all right save me from a uh, shallow grave thank you guys i'll see you guys next week to next two weeks peace <laughs> Bye.